Shalom, love and blessings, Yah, it's family of Yah. This is an impromptu recording of a conversation uh, between me and my Isha. Um, she didn't know that I was recording when I started recording. You know, we were just having a conversation and I was like, you know, this is um, one of those times when we have some really good conversations. You know, and I just wish that others were there as well um, to... Uh, benefit from the conversation you know and why i say benefit is because many um people who speak on this like you see on the internet on um podcasts and on youtube etc you've got people who are talking about stuff that they've never lived so when we're talking we're talking about stuff that we've lived through that Yah has taken us through where we've learned being led by the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, being led by Yah um, and come out with successful um, outcomes, you know, going through trials, ups and downs of life, etc. We've been through it. So we're talking about stuff that, you know, we didn't actually get taught, but we learned by one thing, sticking to scripture and living it. So we've got receipts. You know, most of the people talking about this stuff and showing themselves as teachers and um, leaders and ministers, and they've never been through it. They, they speak from a, a, a theoretical, theological point of view. But when we're talking and we're discussing stuff, we're talking about stuff that we've actually been through. You know, so... I hope this is a blessing to you and I, I hope that you, you know, get something from it. I know you will, you know, um, because there was a bit when Maisha was talking that was a revelation to me um, in terms of her thought process on how she did things. But it's a blessing. It's a blessing. So um, we're going to cover shamefacedness femi- for a woman what it means, femininity of a woman, um, a woman as a mother, as a parent, you know, um, the relationship with her man, etc. So it's going to cover quite a bit in this conversation. Um, so, but, you know, uh, let me know your thoughts um, after you've listened, you know, um, go with it, visit the website, but listen, enjoy, and we'll catch up after. Having a drink and talking over a drink. Okay. Simple thing. Mm-hmm. Just no ulterior motive. No, just... But it's not just the thing of no ulterior motive. It's the fact of there's nothing to there's nothing to think about. Oh, I wasn't really one thinking. I can't say like, oh, what am I going to wear? What you wore was not important. No. Where we were going to go and have this drink and talk wasn't important. Come on. 100%. It wasn't important. We were just mm-hmm. going to go somewhere, sit down, have a drink. Um, you know, us talking about simple little things like you said. You know, we had conversations in terms of, hey, why do you take out all your money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, simple things to do in life. Yeah, why yeah. do you take out all your money? 
And then me thank you, I used to do that back then. I found when I take out all my money, I spend all my money. Mm. It goes on little things and us having that conversation. And but it was just not it's the little I'm hundred percent doing it. It's the little thing. It's the fact that like I can sit back now, see you in your room mm. doing what you were doing. And I was in your living room. Mm-hmm. And I remember on one of the occasions, I don't remember if it was the same day I came, but oh no man, look at the kitchen, let me do the kitchen for him. Mm-hmm. Then he hasn't got to think about the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then while I was doing the kitchen, obviously in your room, doing what you were doing. And then, um, and then I asked you if I could listen to some music and that's when you listened mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And literally, we were, Literally, you were doing what you were doing that whole time. Mm-hmm. And I was fine. I was happy in your living room, just sitting there, listening to music. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm bored. I need to get out or need to go somewhere. Or mm-hmm. What we're going to do. But mm-hmm. I hadn't never thought about those things until yeah. after. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, when you spoke, it's like, it makes me think back. I think, man, it was fine. Right. It was good. And you no problem. Okay. And because you know what, and even from previous experiences that, you know, the thing that was, and even my mum warned me, my mother warned me when I was young, you know, um, attention, mm-hmm. you know, and say like, you're there and you're saying that when I was doing my thing, when I was writing, when I was producing, etc., you you were quite happy. But dating um, is all about attention. Okay. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. So now, when when uh, a woman and a man is in that, the man thinks, I need to maintain this relationship by giving this woman attention. Yeah. This woman th- believes and doesn't realise it, but the whole basis of the relationship is based on attention. Mm. Yeah? On her. Okay. So, like you say, so back in the day, like um, beforehand, and you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm there because I'd have writing sessions, mm-hmm. um, because at my ma- at my parents' house there was a piano, mm-hmm. and so I'd always write on the piano before going to pre-produce in my little studio, mm-hmm. yeah, and before it went to a main studio. And just in the pre-write, in the writing phase, um, it wasn't that, wasn't brought like a drink or anything, it was the energy. Okay. Energy, like that, when are you going to finish energy? Oh. Upset energy. Right. Do you get what I mean? So the, there's a difference when, like you went and you did something that you saw was needed to, oh, let me do the kitchen. You know, it's you know untidy. You get what I mean. So you were helping um, me, and without disturbing. Okay. It was, you were helping, keeping life moving. Yeah. Do you understand? It's not even worth trying to analyze it now. Yeah, yeah. You're Thirty years in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But what I'm saying, to, what yeah. I'm saying to you, is that the dynamics was different mm. if the dynamic is different because the expectation is different mm. like you say when you first 
when you first came to the house or to my flat, yeah, I purposely did not brush my teeth. Mm. I purposely didn't cream my legs. Purposely, yeah, because if you can't see, see me um, and be able to rock with me when um, looking my worst, you get I me. Mean? You didn't cuss. You didn't anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? You say, why are you wearing shorts? Why are you do, do, your legs like that? No, no, no. Do you understand? You said mm. nothing. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. You, you might not. The, the, the thing is, is you, you, you've got a different mindset because you weren't really brought up in the whole dating thing. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. So, but when, when, when people are brought up in the whole dating thing, there's a different dynamic. Okay. There's an expectation from the woman that is not based on reality. Okay, okay. Yeah? And so then because when she's not getting the attention, mm. her mind is not anywhere on the man. Mm. It's on what the man is going to do for her. Oh. Why isn't he? How long before? Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But you, you didn't think in that way. You were like, okay, he's doing what he's doing. Oh, let me, oh, well, you saw an issue and you dealt with the issue. And then when there's nothing else to do, you ask permission, can I, listen to music, can I use the thingy? Mm. Listen, that's life. That's how it's meant to be. That is how it's meant to be. Mm. Yeah? You know? And so I didn't feel any pressure okay. on me to say, I've got to take you there, I've got to buy you this, I've got to do this for you. Mm. Because outside of the, the, the whole dating and that type of culture, Percy Sledge had it right. Mm. When a man loves a woman, mm. yeah, it's not based on her looks, mm. how she looks with makeup or her hair, did mm. everything. There's a deeper depth to love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's the demeanor of the woman. Yeah. How how she behaves when she's with the man and when she's not with the man, and that's it. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. That's it. You know, even when you were working in the video shop when you were younger, I'd come and talk to you. In the video shop, yeah, you get what I mean. It's yeah. those, those, yeah. those little things. It's just yeah. life, isn't it? You're doing what you're doing. You know, it, it's. I think that's the issue today. Is that relationships have been redefined. Mm. Relationships between man and woman, relationships between children and their parents, aka Disney. Do mm. you get what I mean? Yeah. Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, CBBC, yeah, relationship with parents to child, you know, no more authority, no more power has been taken away. Mm, Exactly. You know, so um, I think. I also think with this whole thing of this forever young thinking, this forever young. Go ahead. Go go with it. Mm -hmm. Right. 
parents don't. People, people, parents, people who should be taking that responsibility, which is theirs to take on, mm -hmm. don't want it. They're mm. quick to let go of it because they want to be seen, they want to be this forever young person, they mm. want to be acknowledged as that person in that role. Mm. This is why you're having more and more people who find themselves as grandparents saying, call me by my first name. Mm -hmm. And parents themselves say to their own children, call me by my first name. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. because they don't want to sure. be don't denoted as mum or grandmother mm -hmm. thereby accepting that responsibility mm -hmm. that is normally related as well with a time period in life mm. so they want this forever young concept mm. and they themselves are um, they take up these magazines they base their image on magazines with these young beautiful women in there not realizing these are like 13 14 year old girls mm. being portrayed as 30 40 year old mm -hmm. women lifestyles mm -hmm. you know working so it's a whole different thing yeah so i've realized that now you've got this forever young thing i watch it on the bus okay. where we've pet with mothers and daughters mm -hmm. like their friends like their friends like their best friends yeah and this is nonsense, what I'm seeing. It's absolute nonsense. Yeah, well, the way the child is talking to the mother. mother. And the mother is to the child. Because okay. it's like, wait a minute, you can't even tell who's who in from the dress. Right. From dressing, because the mother's like, she's competing with the daughter. Right. Not the, not the, the, not the daughter wanted to be like the mother. Mother, exactly. Yeah. And it's this whole forever young concept. This is why I said to the kids, I don't believe in it. I don't find it cute mm. when you have these children in matching outfits with their mother it's mm. not cute oh when they're kind of um too adultish yeah it's not cute and they're literally in matching outfits and you'll see oh, you're talking about like revealing outfits like not necessarily revealing it's the fact let's say the mother's wearing a um let's say the mother's wearing a jumpsuit yeah let's we're going to keep it to the most neutral of clothing okay Let's say she's wearing a, a jumpsuit. There's nothing revealing in the jumpsuit. Mm -hmm. and the child is in the exact same jumpsuit. Mm -hmm. What that tells that child coming up is there's no difference between me and you. Mm -hmm. There's no difference here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What you wear, I can wear. What you do, I can do. Mm -hmm. And the mother doesn't realise she is teaching it and reinforcing it. Mm -hmm. So now the lines from a very young age are already being blurred. Right. So who else is that child going to mirror themselves to next? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you haven't defined, there are no defined parameters anymore. Mm -hmm. So they're in their little box heels, mm -hmm. but they're heels. Because she can't wear the same heels as her mother, mm -hmm. but she's got heels too. Right. Yeah? She's got her little bag. Bags are cute. I believe in girls having their little bags. But what she's doing right now, you know we already yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I think it's lovely. Girls should have little handbags and things mm -hmm. like that. But you're mirroring, uh, uh, you're taking a grown woman and mirroring that in that child. So now what happens when that nasty man who sees, the, can't define between mother and daughter, you bring that man into your home. Mm -hmm. You've already blurred the lines between mother and daughter here. Mm -hmm. So you don't know how far those lines now can be blurred with that daughter and this man, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or any man for that matter. Mm -hmm. And it, you were not, we're not going to talk about age because you've already brought your child into a certain thinking you haven't realised mm -hmm. So this is for me where roles, who you are, where clearly, I am, need to be clearly, clearly defined. 100%. 100%.
100%. So this whole thing, so that's why you know, that's why you saw the trend follow where they brought out the thongs for children. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's why that trend then mm -hmm. followed. And then, yeah, okay, they had to get rid of it. But still, look at the underwear they bring out yeah. for children now. Yeah, mm. look at it. it there, there's nothing that says um, innocence. It's all about reflecting what's going on in the adult line. Mm. They're trying to reflect it in, in, the, in the children once they hit past a certain age. Mm -hmm. And worse still, as I told you years ago, they're trying to box people in to a dress code mm -hmm. by making sure that's all there is mm. so you could decide you're going to go and buy something and visit 30 shops and 30 shops have got all the same very things all the same things they're just variations mm. of the same thing color might change material might change mm -hmm. slight difference in its styling but ultimately it's the same thing so you know talking on that because you know, funny i was the word came Sorry. to me this morning yeah Shamefaceness. Okay. Yeah. Um, Excuse me, sorry. And mm. women. Yeah. You know, because you see very little of it in the church. Mm. You know, and I'm just being like, we we haven't been to a lot of churches. Yeah. You haven't been grown up in the church. Um, any terms of visited and speak with. You know, when we actually look at it, the most people we actually speak to are believers. Yes. For, for especially for a main part of our life. Yes. Yeah. And that shame faces when I was looking, you know, at the actual um, translation of the word. Mm. It's talking about behavior. Oh, okay. You know, mm. um, and the opposite word to it is shameless. Mm. All right. So it gives you an understanding, you know. Some translations say it's modest. They try, they, um, they change the word to like modest, but it, that's not the whole meaning yeah. of the word. Shamefacedness means their conduct yeah. is one of, you know, yeah. um, some bashfulness, um, you know, reverence, mm. respectful, respectful, yeah, yeah, to others and to themselves. Mm not loud not brash mm. not um like trying to be assertive mm. do you understand yes but what i see in the church is almost the opposite in it mm. is op almost the opposite people women are encouraged to be um uh, loud forceful yeah um kind of prideful mm. Um, bullish and, is a term yeah, yeah bullish hoggish yeah do you get me and they say oh that's confident and that's power mm. and that's all that thing mm. but the bible says opposite yes yeah it does it says opposite mm. what do you say about that because obviously you've been brought up in the church you've been brought I, up oh i've definitely seen that i know exactly what you're talking about mm -hmm. exactly what you're talking about in actual fact i find that not all, but the majority of women in the church, I would say, um, um, in my experience, mm. only serve to intimidate um, and um, shouldn't you maybe intimidate is too strong a word, maybe 
yeah, definitely manhandle verbally um, mm. in the church in that... Um, what, intimidate or manhandle men? Men and as young ones coming up in the church, mm -hmm. you're very easily manhandled. You know, that there's no... So you're not actually being taught mm. anything. You're not being... Like if you make a mistake in the church, you're not actually being taught and you're definitely not being... Well, definitely not being corrected in love. Mm. It's a very piggish and bullish um, attitude towards you um, coming up in the church, especially as young girls coming up mm -hmm. in the church, um, being corrected by older females mm -hmm. in the church. But towards men, towards husbands, yes, mm. you've definitely seen that towards husbands as well. Mm -hmm. And I think this is why, you, because I, I remember in the church, um, um, somebody even trying to set my granddad up because okay. obviously my granddad's wife had mm, passed mm. away and was another person with who was in the church um, not necessarily our church at mm -hmm. the time but was trying to say to my granddad basically you know there's somebody else you two would be good blah 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 and I remember my granddad had no interest but my granddad was very respectful Mm -hmm. And he was just saying, he said, he said no, because um, he used a word like to say she was, um, like to say she was a bit loud for him. Mm -hmm. But this other, yep, but yeah. this other person, other woman who was trying to sell this lady to my granddad wow. actually changed the word and said yes if I remember correctly the word was bullish she mm -hmm. is and my granddad said yes mm -hmm. so he he himself used the word loud because and this particular lady was loud mm -hmm. but this person who knew her used another word for her mm. which you know I think she was just trying to be more frank Mm. Um, in her speaking and my granddad didn't deny but what he was saying is that was not for him so that was not for him so it definitely exists in the church mm. definitely exists in the church um, sorry it definitely exists mm -hmm. in the church and I think um, it doesn't serve to teach mm. um, it reinforces a behaviour oh it doesn't that type of um, behavior doesn't serve when that person's trying to teach someone. Yes. It just they might say one thing. Yes. But their behavior and the way they conduct themselves exactly. overshadows it. Exactly. Yeah. So you 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 the their words may say one thing. You know, mm. like I've said before, I find the word love is thrown away, thrown around, around. a lot in the church. But it's one of those things still. It's used a lot, but how many people actually feel and benefit from that true word love? Amen. And let's face it, love means sometimes, by, by that word love, it does mean sometimes you have to be um, assertive. assertive. It does mean sometimes mm -hmm. you have to be called out on what you're doing mm -hmm. if it's wrong. That, that's a fact. That mm -hmm. is love. You don't allow somebody to stay down the road, mm -hmm. go down the road if you know that road ultimately is going to lead to their destruction. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so that is love. What, but what I'm talking about is um, a a version of it 
Mm-hmm. It's a, what you're showing is a version of love. Mm-hmm. You're, you're showing a, and often this, I'm going to say female because it is often by the females, mm-hmm. and you're left with nothing to say you can fashion your walk on. Okay, mm-hmm. you're left with nothing to say, okay, okay, you know what, this was wrong, let me do this because it's the teaching mm-hmm. was the teaching has not been it's words spoken mm. but actions say something else right yeah so what would you say to um females who've lost their femininity in terms of like so like we're talking about shame faces shame faces is that conduct Mm. that feminine conduct yeah yeah um that feminism is kind of destroyed but mm. that the world yeah you know is very worldly yes in in, in its actions um in its standards mm. what do you say to women who um, because some women are taught by their mothers yeah do you understand yeah or even their fathers at mm. times or because of their fathers, do you understand? Yeah. That you have to be this way, yeah. you have to be that way, you have to talk like this, you have to carry yourself, don't allow that to happen, don't do this, mm. and, you know? Um, so like, with you, you're feminine from the beginning, from the off, yeah? Very simple, like, like I said, when we were there talking just a little bit earlier, you came in, I'm busy, mm. there's no, you didn't ask when am I gonna finish, You've never asked me when I'm going to finish. Um, you just went in, quietly sat down, saw that there's something that needed to be done. You got on with it, dealt with it, and then just to even touch my stereo. You said, am I allowed to? You know, and that was very feminine, very respectful, non-demanding, and just um, it fitted like a hand in a glove. Do you understand? There was no stressing, there was no, um, I had to adjust my step. Yeah? You get what I mean? Because the, the, I think the common practice in the world is that the man has to adjust to accommodate. Mm. Yeah? Yes. Rather than the woman fits in with the man's life. Yes. Yeah. So, for feminine qualities, qualities of woman, shamefacedness. Mm-hmm. What would you say to young women who are being trained in that way or who believe uh, um, the lie of feminism, the lie of the world, the lie of the movies, of Hollywood, mm-hmm. um, of you know, music, uh, mm-hmm. you know, books. What would you say to women who younger women and older women mm-hmm. who whatever stage they are in life what should they do um obviously just it, this is very broad so it's not gonna uh, hit every every um woman uh, or female's situation but what should they do to get back to being a woman and feminine well, the, the problem is, okay, with that, even with the question that you're asking me, is that when does a woman know she's not a woman? 
When does she realise she's no longer mm. very feminine? When does a woman realise that? Uh -huh. Often they don't. They mm. will tell you that they're a woman because they have all the attributes of a woman. Mm -hmm. They have all the physical attributes of a woman. Thereby, they are a woman. So, what do you and mean by what do you mean by that? Cause it's extrapolate. So, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, in other words, they their physical makeup means they have breasts, they have so forth, they can bear children. That tells them they're a woman. They've got their hair done. They've got their hair done. They're, I'm about to say yeah. they've they've got their hair done. They're probably wearing very nice dresses or mm. clothes and beautiful bags, nice smelling perfume. Thereby, everything that. Mm -hmm. Um, the mirror tells them they are a woman and they are feminine. Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, and so for a lot of women, they would never even know. They would. It's not even a thought that they're not feminine. They're not very womanly mm -hmm. in their behaviour. Mm -hmm. I think for most women, I would say this. Obviously, we're talking about women in the church in particular. So if you're talking to a man and Let's talk about the issue of submittance mm -hmm. comes up, okay? Bear in mind that most women don't understand to be submitted is not to be dominated. Mm -hmm. They don't really they don't understand, they don't understand the it. meaning of it. No, yeah. but what I would say, I would give an example. If, a, if something like that comes up and you get prickly, Mm -hmm. um, you're upset about it or you feel a bit annoyed about it mm -hmm. if the issue of positioning comes up in church mm -hmm. where you're where women are being told you know you shouldn't hold a position your mm -hmm. position mm -hmm. is beside your mm -hmm. husband mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. that's your position mm -hmm. your position is beside your husband mm -hmm. if that flares up any kind of annoyance like what how mm -hmm. come mm -hmm. these are the things that are telling you you're not feminine Mm. And you're not a woman. You're definitely not a woman of God. You are not the woman created mm. in the role that God has assigned for you mm. as a woman. Those, those are the things that are telling you mm. that you're not there. Mm. So your, the mirror may tell you one thing, mm. but your well, exactly the yeah. word of God is telling you something else in line with your flesh and how your flesh is mm. reacting to that truth. Mm. So, and it's there that if somebody wants to know what it is to be a woman, to be more feminine, it's there where you have to start with submitting to the will of God. Mm. It begins with um, humbling ourselves mm -hmm. to the will of God, to that, to his order. Mm -hmm. For me, personally, uh, one of the things I always, I pray, mm -hmm. is that I am a woman in accordance with how God created a woman to be. Amen. So, as a woman, I would say to any woman, that's your, that's your first point of call. Mm. Go before God and tell Him that's your desire. Mm -hmm. The rest will follow with a lot. I'm going to say it's humbling. Mm. It's a case of humbling yourself. Mm. It's a case of when those things come up, you don't realize it. It mm. is. It's feminist teachers that have creeped into the church mm. and they're coming via. Um, um, they're coming via the heads of the church, they're mm -hmm. coming via um, people in various positions in the church, and then you're bringing it into the church yourself. Mm. So there is a lot of it there, but I would say, in essence, that's your beginning. If you, if a woman wants to be, be a woman of God, if she wants to be the woman in the, as, as in 
when God created woman, he had a purpose, he had mm. a role for her. Right? Mm. He, your God's already designed that. He's yeah. already specified that. If you want to fall into that, yeah, mm. that's where it begins. It begins, first of all, with desiring it, going before God and requiring it. And then God, this is where you require to be, this is where you want mm -hmm. to be. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And then a lot of it after comes down to humbleness sometimes because when you're when that flesh takes you, mm -hmm. yeah, this is the time where you have to fight against the flesh and mm -hmm. ask and, and many times you have to ask God to forgive us. Amen. We have to ask for that forgiveness because what is actually happening is that you're saying or your flesh is trying to desire um what your flesh is trying to desire is outside of the order of God. Mm -hmm. So once we decide and desire to be within that order, mm -hmm. it, it becomes easier and easier and the attributes then start to follow. Mm -hmm. It's not something that somebody has to think, okay, today, sometimes yes, because if you're a woman that likes to argue, likes to get her point, likes <laughs> to cry down her mouth, uh, likes to cry down her husband, yeah? Then sometimes it comes down, sometimes you have to make a decision. I've got to hold my mouth, I've got to hold my mouth. Amen. It's discipline. It's mm. discipline. We have to discipline ourselves. If you're a kind of woman that when you and your husband get into some kind of disagreement, you better find your own food today. I'm not cooking <laughs> for you. It's discipline that you go in the kitchen, you remember who your husband is first. Mm -hmm. Remember who he is. Mm -hmm. You remember who, how God created him also, mm. had a role for him mm. also. Mm. So in line with that, learn to separate the two. Don't, you can, we are, we are flesh and blood, we can be upset, but there mm -hmm. are some lines we don't cross. Mm. We don't, but we have a conversation with your husband, learn to talk mm -hmm. with your husband. And that's how we then grow together. Mm -hmm. But that's where I'd say ultimately it begins. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I can say is amen to that. You know, but it's just, it's just us pondering it mm -hmm. this, this morning, you know, that this shamefacedness. You don't even really hear women talking about it. No. You don't hear women, you know, um, and I'm talking about mature women, older no, women. Yeah. Because when you, like, I, I see um, posters, flyers, leaflets, videos mm. of women who say they are ministers or leaders or mm. whatever in the church, and they bear no resemblance to a godly woman. Mm. In accordance with scripture, not regarding my standard, yeah. but what the apostles said, yeah? yeah, and what the standards that the women of old, yes, yeah, in the scripture mm. lived up to, yeah, you know, what they presented, yeah, and so, yeah, I was just considering it. So, when you started talking about, you know, we were just talking, yes, um, and you started talking about, you know, when I was busy doing what I was doing, and then mm. you came, yeah, to visit. And I was I was busy. You there was no hitches. Mm. There's no like oh I want to spend time with you. You know what? There was nothing. Yeah. It was just like okay I'll wait. So you, you sit down. You saw something to, that needed doing. You did dealt with it. There was something you wanted to do. So you asked permission. And it's like, man, you know, um, for for a man, I think for. Women don't understand that when a when a man and when I, I say this very carefully because I believe that God makes man. Yeah. Still today. Yes. 
That's why Solomon said that he was looking for a man mm-hmm. and he could only find one out of a thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah? yeah? He was looking for a specific type of man that was the glory, um, the image and the glory of God, mm-hmm. the image and the likeness of Yah. Mm-hmm. Alright? So, a man who is the image and the likeness of Yah will, there's no dating involved. Do you understand? Yeah. Is the, there doesn't have to be dating involved. There doesn't have to be sex involved. Mm. There doesn't have to be, um, uh, uh, you know, I was going to say dinner and all that business. There's, it's just, as you said, just talking, mm. conversations. How do you interact and react? Yeah. Yeah. But when a man sees certain things, and I'm talking about a man who's the image and likeness of God. Um, that is um, precious, yeah. and a woman doesn't understand how she's how she unlocks just by those simple actions unlocks everything else, mm. yeah. Because I go back to I know it's not a Christian song or a biblical song, mm-hmm. you know, but when a man loves a woman, mm. yeah, yeah, it's there's a different thing, yeah. A man doesn't love a woman because of sex. Yeah. A man doesn't love a woman because of cooking. Mm. A man doesn't love a woman because she looks good. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Those are all services that can be bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said this to you years yes, ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Almost decades ago. Yes. Now. Yeah. It would be decades. Yeah. But there is something. There is a level of companionship. That. Um, encourages a man, propels a man to do for the woman even more than he does for himself. Mm-hmm. And to me that's like Christ giving himself for the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself. Exactly. Because the priority then becomes um, something bigger than yourself. You get I me? Mean? That's why wars have been fought. Mm. You know? Um, but this this whole standard of women shamefacedness and women believing they need to be a certain way and all this. Um, yeah, I was just, like I said, I was just thinking about it. That word shamefaced came up um, in my mind and I was reading it and I was just looking at the, the true definition of what it meant. Mm. And if if women really understood how um, shameful their behaviour is, not in the eyes of the world, mm. but in the eyes of God, mm. they do a quick t- they they would crumble. Yeah. Yeah. Because and again, I think that's the problem, is that women are no longer defining themselves by what Scripture says, no longer defining themselves by what God says. But they define themselves by what society says. They define themselves by what the church says, and that is, and then presenting themselves as if they're an authority. But that's exactly what I was going to say. Mm. They're bringing a standard. They've, they've taken for themselves a standard, mm. um, for themselves a standard to live by and a standard to aim for mm. that is unscriptural. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a standard that was set by the world. Mm-hmm. And then they've taken that same standard now mm. 
and decided to make the standard um, their godly standard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, interesting talk. Mm. Yeah, I know you didn't know, but I recorded. Just... <laughs> but I know it's a good conversation. Here's the thing. Yeah, I, I just think you know, it's, we sometimes we have good, such good conversations. You know, because um, one of the things that people don't do is think. Mm-hmm. They, we are, we are in that time where the apostle said that people heap unto themselves having itching ears. Mm-hmm. We're in that time now. Yeah. So everybody's looking for um, teachers or teaching or doctrine that agrees with their thinking mm. rather than looking for the truth. Yeah. And so they they can um dress how they want. Yeah. They can they can um and we're talking about women in this in this time. Yeah. Because you know I talked about men and I talked to men. Yeah. Yeah. Um but this morning was that word. But so if a teacher, preacher, whatever they want to call themselves, validates who they are now, yeah. they're happy. Yeah. Rather than bringing them up to code, yeah. bringing them up to standard, yeah. where it's God's standard, your standard. Exactly. Because many of the reasons why many relationships fail, or there's trouble in the home, etc., is because nobody wants to take a hard look in the, the the scriptural mirror. Yeah. Yeah. As long as your your bedroom mirror. Exactly. You know. But you don't realize that it doesn't matter. You know, like I used to tell you, you know, being around models and all that type of stuff, you quickly realize within ten seconds. Beauty fades. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Ab- when I mean gone, absolutely gone. Don't matter what the shape, don't matter what the looks, don't matter yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And like you t- like you said earlier, they think that all because the outward is is womanly, yeah. then that's it. They don't realise mm. that that's not what defines that's them as a woman. Yeah. You know, as yeah. defined by God yeah. who created woman. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I thought that was very key. Going back to the garden, going back to woman being created yeah. thank you darling okay so that was it that was a nice conversation um, I hope that you were blessed by it um, you know as always as always you can get in contact by going to the site at yahites.org y-a-h-i-t-e-s dot o-r-g or get in contact uh, via uh, email. You can uh, email yahites.org, Y-A-H-I-T-E-S dot O-R-G at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, that was a... You know what I learned? You know, because obviously, you know, you can be with somebody, but you don't know their intentions behind. So one of the things that um, I learned through uh, this conversation with Maisha was her 
her mindset regarding why she dressed the children the way she dressed them and why she made a clear difference um, with the manner in which she dressed her, how the uh, our daughters dressed you know and it was to draw a clear line you know make a difference between child and adult and to set a precedent as to how an adult woman should dress you know and uh, you know that served very well as the girls were growing up into womanhood and growing older that by the grace of god you know they never really wanted to dress you know skimpily or anything like that you know with all the you know we had um families in church who were raising their daughters in the churches that we'd been in and they were struggling struggling to um keep their daughters in order in terms of the way that they dressed and presented themselves and carried themselves so that was the learning the, the the rationale behind that and listening to it was a was a revelation to me and a blessing because it just showed that you know as scripture says that the Christ is the head of the man man is the head of the woman um uh, and yeah god is the head of Christ but the, the woman is the head of the children in terms of um she's the primary carer and there are things that a woman looks into and thinks about that a man may not necessarily think about you know and as men you know we have to trust that yah has equipped that woman and uh in the function that is given her naturally and spiritually to deal with the children when we're out working you know and building businesses and you know doing all the work that men have to do you know so yeah shalom love and blessings that was uh, interesting let me know your thoughts put it if you're on spotify put it below or go to the website uh, and and let us know shalom love and blessings